Damien. Not not too bad, man. How are you? I'm good, brother. I'm good, brother. Thanks for having me on. No problem, man. It means the more that you're doing this. Uh, I have fell in love with um, the wild cards, and I fell in love with NWA since I started being on YouTube. So this this means the world to me. Hell yeah, man! Thank you. I I appreciate that, brother. No problem, man. So, uh, how are you? Uh, how are you keeping since this whole thing kind of broke out with uh, the pandemic? Man, it's been pretty wild. Uh, man, Netflix has been my best friend, making my way through the Tiger King thing, which I don't know if you followed the uh, NWA page, but uh, the, uh, the main character from that, Joe Exotic, actually met Tim Storm. So, like, there's a whole, like, NWA backstory kind of to, to that. That's select. so cool. Yeah. Um, Man. But, yeah, I've been... Time I see... You what? Man, anytime I see the main guy out of uh, Tiger King, Dude. I just think of Zicky Dice. I don't know. He just looks like him. No, you're not wrong. I, I think, like, the most accurate description is, like, if Zicky Dice and Brian Pillman Jr. had a love child, <laughs> <laughs> that would be... And then you just, like, aged him, like, instantly. Like, for some reason, he... Age, he like ages super quickly because he was just made from yeah. their genetic makeup, like some kind of weird solid snake experiment from Metal Gear Solid. So he like aged super fast, and then that's Joe. Dude, Metal Gear Solid is class. Yeah, absolutely, top, top of the line. Yeah, um, you know what you should watch? You know what you should watch on Netflix? You should watch Messiah. Oh, uh, I like started it one night, but then I ended up crashing out and uh, forgot to ever pick it back up. But yeah, it's like about uh, some kind of like cult thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So this dude who thinks he's like Jesus, and he leads all these people from Palestine into America to start a war. So it's mental. Word, yeah, yeah. I've been meaning to, I, yeah. I, that's one of my definite like I I I uh, definitely binge a lot of like weird crime and cult and occult stuff. So. That's that's got to be on the list for sure. Yeah. Well, straight up, one of my favorite um, videos I've seen of you was when Scott Steiner came into the NWA, <laughs> and he was <laughs> he was talking, and all you see is just you in the background just hyping him up. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I mean, um, Steiner's one of my heroes uh, in wrestling. He's a guy that I. Uh, took a lot of my wrestling style from, I think, the Steiner Brothers to me are like the top tag team of all time. You know, like, those are, like, that's a team that I really, like, I think, I think that's, that's to me, that's the best best tag team wrestling of all time. And Scott, in his later uh, career, when he was on the way to be captivating and entertaining and different in his own way, so mm-hmm. to be, to, to have someone like that that I looked up to, to then be able to tag with him. Um, and as far that as, like, being great. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy, man. Because especially, like, usually when you think of like a dream, you think of like me wrestling, you know, Dolph Ziggler or whatever kind of thing. But like to me, because I'm so Scott and I'm such a big fan of the Steiner brothers, it was mm. a dream match to be able to tag with him because it's like, oh snap, like <laughs> this is this know, is real. Tag wrestling all the time, and I'm on this. You know what I mean? Like I just tagged out to yeah. him. And he, like that's crazy to me. Um, yeah, and, yeah, um, you, 
just looked at me like, I'm on the same show as you. What the hell? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, I was, uh, as you could see when he was cutting that promo, I was just loving it, man. I, I, uh, I was, you know, it's, there's little times where, you know, mm-hmm. I think you're allowed to mark out a little a fan. That's one of the cool things mm-hmm. with the NBA is we have some really good newer, younger talent. You know, you have people like, that haven't really broken through anywhere else like me or Zicky Dice or Ricky Starks or whatever that are, you know, uh, kind of the next generation. And, uh, then you have people like Scott Steiner or the Rock and Roll Express who are, you know, from from the, the previous generation, but like still can go, yeah. you know, super entertaining or, or super awesome to watch. But like it's such a fun mixture of groups like that. And, you know, it's like you have a lot of people that are in between some, some amazing people like, you know, uh, you know, Aaron Stevens, Nick, his life, you know, yeah. you're seeing an artist really able to use his brush. However, he sees fit, which is cool, man. Yeah. I want Stevens is class. The whole, um, karate hang is one of the main reasons I uh, watch NWA. Yeah. Um, yeah so he's, he's a great dude and he's got some really good, I think he's got a really good, in addition to his work in the ring being really good, he's got a really good mind for stuff. And I think he thinks about his stuff a lot, you know, in terms of like, how, how do I create a moment? How do I want to come off? How do I want the fans to read this? Like, I think it's really, uh, he does a really swell job in terms of like, it's one thing to come up with a creative spot. It's another thing to think about actively. How does the crowd feel about this or how are they going to react to this? Or what am I going mm-hmm. for from kind of thing? So, as you're saying, it's brilliant. You have the next generation of talent who maybe isn't or hasn't broke through yet, and you have the guys who are very well known, like the Rock and Roll Express and Stainer. So, is there someone on the NWA roster that you haven't faced yet that you would love to step into the ring with? Oh man, um, I think that of of people that I haven't. Uh, touched in a wrestling ring yet that I would certainly like to. Um, I think someone like Ricky Starks, you know, is a really good matchup. I think that uh, someone like Aaron Stevens, I guess, to, not to keep naming the same same people all, all over again. Um, <laughs> you know, I've I've done some tag matches and some multi man matches with Eli Drake, but I'd love to get a singles match with him. Um, and this is more, I guess, on the dream match side. Uh, I don't know if he'll ever, uh, you know, come out of retirement and lace him up again. But I would love if uh, Mr. Stu Bennett came out from behind the desk and, you know, wanted to give it a go again, squared circle. I would be more than honored to uh, lace him up uh, on, on the other side from him. Yeah. Oh, I love Stu. I feel like Stu has such a great mind for wrestling and you can really see that and like I think he's definitely one of the best commentators going today in uh, pro wrestling yeah I mean just talk about how well he's uh, gone like a full time active wrestler and then obviously he was uh, kind of shown for as far as I know you know of course I'm sure he practiced and put up to um, the, the commentary stuff commentary other than you know I'm sure um, but like he 
he really like instantly I was like, Oh, this sounds amazing. And he's doing a really good job of putting the boys over. And it just was like a really natural fit, you know? Yeah. So I would like to know how did, uh, was wrestling always the final destination for you? Or was it just kind of, you saw it and you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. I mean, I liked it uh, a lot as a kid. Like, it was something I was always into, that I was always, like, mm. interested in and that I enjoyed watching. Yeah. Um, and there was, I think there was a part of me, like, somewhere deep down that was like, oh, yeah, like, I think I could do that or I think I'd like to try that. Um, mm-hmm. I I didn't end up starting my trip until I was 25. Um, and that was because I was, I was doing, uh, you know, like, I was an amateur wrestler. I was a football player. Mm-hmm. I was doing a lot oh, of nice. I was doing a lot of other stuff that was, um, mm-hmm. you know, like keeping me athletically doing something. But I always kind of had it in the back of yeah. my mind. And then once I graduated college, and I was just I was out for a few years, just living life and you know working a normal job and all this stuff. And I was just like, Man, yeah. this is shit, you know, it's sick. It's so overrated. Like, what am I doing with my life? Um, So it's just one of those things that, like, I I think that's when it really, really, like, it went from being, like, a, huh, in the back of my mind, I think, sorry, I think I'd like to do this, to, like, well, I mean, I really need to give, I need something more. Because, like, I was always, I I worked in a lot of different random jobs. Like, I was a retirement home salesman. I was a personal trainer, like a fitness manager in a gym, all this stuff. But like, I'm successful. Like, I, I always did well, but it just felt yeah. unfulfilled. Like, I felt like there was something missing in terms of my life. And since wrestling's come into my life, it's been the opposite. Where I'm like, cool. No matter like, even when I was first starting out, first starting out training, or first you know going on the road and not really being able to make any good money or anything like that, working these terrible hours and working crappy jobs just to be able to make wrestling work i was still like mm-hmm. you know what this is better than putting on a suit and working in a desk or doing a normal nine to five and all that stuff like it's wrestling is just look at you now man you're an absolute badass so it's just really paid off you taking a chance <laughs> yeah man just uh it took some time man and it really t- a lot of uh a lot of effort and it's one of those things like anything like there's nothing that's like Hello? happening to for anyone. It's like and uh, really, you know. Set your sights on something. Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean, man. So, there's a fun question. You're stuck on a deserted island, and you can only bring one food and one drink. What do you bring? One food, one drink on a deserted island. Um. Okay. Um. Man. Okay. So if it's if it's like. I'm still trying to like, I think I'm going to eventually get off this deserted Island and go back Mm -hmm. to normal sea of life. Maybe just like a ribeye steak and like, I don't know, a freaking uh, Japanese uh, uh, drink called Calpis, 
that's uh, like an interesting kind of like like yogurty milky drink that's really good. Um, now if Ooh, I'm nice. if I'm like okay, I got stuck with this one food and I'm definitely like this is my last meal and I'm not making it off the island. So who cares if you know I still have to look yeah. good tomorrow? Then pepperoni pizza and Mountain Dew. Man, you cannot beat a good pepperoni pizza. I, it's true, man. It's true. I, absolutely. And uh, I grew up, uh, I was a gamer when I was a kid, so I always appreciated Mountain Dew and it's terrible caffeine and all this, this sugar. And I like, I like green drinks, man. Oh, yeah, same. I, I don't, I think, I don't, I can't think of a day that I go for that I don't at least have one Coke. That's, <laughs> I just Very love a good bit of Coke. So, <laughs> um, so, uh, what do you think is the best piece of advice that you've received? Best piece of advice that I've received? Um, I, th- I want to say my trainer, Lonnie Valdez, taught me this fairly early on or said something like this. I'm sure someone else had told him. Like, I don't think it's like an original, but he said something along the lines of, the day that you stop trying to get better is the day that you should retire. And I, I agree with that for a lot of like reasons. Like I think the game is always evolving. So you always have to evolve your game along with the game itself. Like everyone else is always trying to do themselves. So if you're not, you're falling behind just by staying in place. Um, I think that in order to still feel challenged as an artist and, as a wrestler and to feel that passion, you have to be trying to get better. Otherwise you're just trying to get by. And I don't think that this is an industry where you can just try to get by. Like we're all trying to be extraordinary. So if you're trying to just be ordinary and get by, I don't think it's like, there's better things to do. Here. <laughs> we, we are all eating up our bodies and putting our long-term health at risk. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to me to, you know, do something like that half-assed because you're not going to get any good results out of it. Um, so to me, that's probably like one of those good, like just kind of, uh, what do they call them? Uh, like, not old wives tale, one of those, like, Yeah, like sort of inspiration, inspirational slash just like motivational quotes or whatever, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like you'd see them on like a random like YouTube video. I'd be like, what's this to get? watch this and it will change your life and it's just a shit ton of inspirational quotes for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, Ricky Starks told me uh, if you're going to shotgun a beer, remember to pop the top first before you uh, open a hole in it. That is always great advice. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to get the little out first then you poke a hole then you fully pop it. Um, so we got some good inspirational advice and we got some uh, drinking advice. <laughs> you can't be some drinking advice. You need, you need, you need to, you need to know how to, how to properly uh, think stuff. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, Rick, uh, Zicky Dice definitely seems like the type of guy that'd be like the life of the party. Yeah, man. Uh, definitely. I think that. Um... <laughs> When you look at uh, me, Zicky, and Ricky, we are all the life of the party in different ways. We all have our own kind of separate personalities. We're very different. But at the same time, uh, I think 
without putting myself over too much, I think we're all pretty uh, entertaining to have uh, at a house party. It just depends on the vibe you're going for, you know? True. Uh, in my opinion, it's always, it's always going to be, it always, it always has to be good vibes, you know? There's too many bad vibes in the world. Just, you know, trying to bring those, trying to bring those good vibes. What do you have, what would be your advice for someone who possibly is thinking of getting into the wrestling business? Don't. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I would say, uh, <laughs> no, um, just, just kidding. No, I <laughs> don't do it. No, um, I would <laughs> say, about um, it. <laughs> no, if, uh, if you want to get into the wrestling business, great. I mean, of course it's my passion. I love it. Like I'm all about it. So I I'm all about more people in it. I think that it's important if you want to be a wrestler, um, you have to be open to, learning like you have to be willing to sponge and learn as much as possible Mm -hmm. uh another piece of advice i was given early on was uh when you first start out to have open ears and closed mouth um i think a lot of times we all want to be experts from the start and it's like there's so much to wrestling um that you know it's like you you want to you need to learn it doesn't matter if you're super athletic or if you're super unathletic like i've seen unathletic people that have become absolute stars because they just understood the business and i've seen really really athletic people burn themselves out and never really make it or never really connect with an audience um so that's my number one advice my number two advice is get yourself in some kind of shape like we don't need to be all bodybuilders i'm not one of those guys that thinks we should yeah. all be body guys or Everyone should look like Lex Luger, although it'd be lovely if we did. You know, it'd be great. Yeah, he, um, he, but, was, uh, he was a good looking guy. Yeah, man. He's the Lex Express is still killing it. Um, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things that you, there is a certain level of athleticism that is necessary for wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it's important to have, you know, it's like, no, you don't have to be able to squat 400 pounds, but if you can't do, a proper body body weight squat how are you going to protect your opponent in the ring or how are you going to be able to run the ropes when you're tired or all this other stuff so it's like it helps obviously to do um you know different shoot sports as you grow up whether it doesn't matter if it's basketball football american football whatever like baseball like it's mm. you know amateur wrestling it doesn't matter what you're doing but like at least creating that coordination i think always helps in some way um, I think that building that kind of strength and that kind of ability, like I, a lot of people ask me about my, my shoot background in amateur wrestling. And if that helps me with grappling as a pro. And I, I think in a lot of ways it doesn't help certain people cause they can be really stiff and rigid and, um, don't know how to work with someone without killing them or whatever, because they're from this shoot background. But to me, more so than being able to understand how to apply a hold or how to take care of myself, which those are also very useful things that I like. Um, I just liked one, the footwork was great for it. And then two, um, to me, there were so many times in college wrestling that I had to push myself past my like mental, like, Oh man, I am so tired right now. And the last thing I want to do is wrestle for another minute and a half of the third period or whatever with this guy, but like just being able to push through those mental barriers. And I think that's really important because now like I've gotten dead tired in some of my pro wrestling matches where I'm just like in my head, I'm just going, okay, how much do we have left? Okay. What do I have to do? Okay. Where do I need to get a breath? Like just miserable. But at the same time, like I always 
am able to. Like, I, I don't think – I can't think of too many times where I've been like, I'm so uh, knackered or I'm so, you know, tired at this point that I'm going to be unsafe with my opponent because I can't – I couldn't complete the move or I have to cut something out because I'm just so, like, dead tired. And I, I've had matches where I had to take it a little easy, like, going into it knowing – because I was, like – I have asthma and I was in the hospital a few days before for something or whatever, but like, it's like, that's like, I was still able to mentally kind of like take an inventory of what do I need energy wise to get through this? And how do I push myself through it mentally? I think without waxing poetically too much, because I've been ranting for a second, but I think it is important (laughs) to be able to, it's important to be able to push yourself mentally and understand mental barriers and to have that mental toughness because at the end of the day, wrestling is mental as much as it is physical and, it's you know as tough as any sport out there. Mm-hmm. That's 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 absolutely world class, mate. Um, so obviously strictly business or um the best group in professional wrestling going today. Uh, so cool. yeah, man, I honestly love strictly business. It's so cool. I feel like you, Nick. I'm gonna forget someone. You, Nick. <laughs> Uh, Thomas Tom and, uh, and Camille Camille you're just so you're really kind of like that old kind of old style badass group you know you don't you yeah. don't take any you don't take shit from anyone you're just you're in it's all business win kick ass get a paycheck so cool so yeah, if the- I think you know it's like it's like every every story needs you know, the empire, you know what I mean? Like the, in, in Star yeah. Wars, you have the empire or whatever, like, sorry, there's a plane going overhead. I don't know if you could pick that up. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> he wanted to be um, a part of it. Yeah. You know, that's part of the podcast, baby. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's like, you need that, uh, that kind of presence, you know what I mean? Like you need, uh, master shredder, you know, going up against oh, the yes. turtles or whatever you know like with the, with the soldiers and whatnot or you know bowser and his legions of art you know like you need that presence uh in order to have good wrestling and i i i think that heel factions are such a big part of wrestling whether you go back to you know the nwo or you go back to the four horsemen and whatnot it's like mm-hmm. that's a really really big part of wrestling and that's a really good like that always creates good drama 100%. and uh you know everyone loves a good bad guy true and i I'd personally say that Strictly Business are kind of the modern day Four Horsemen. You know, hey man, if, if that's what people say, then I love it. I would never like it's one of those things. They're such a classic, amazing Hall of Fame kind of. I, I would never personally um, compare myself to them because I think that's something that other people have to do. Like, if you do that, that's awesome, man. I'm honored by that if other fans go out there and they say that it reminds them or that's what they think of, or that's what they equate it to, then I think that's absolutely great. But at the same time, it's one of those things that I don't, I think people in wrestling and in just general life, whether it be like artists, rappers, whatever, like everyone wants to just say that they're the best. Everyone wants to just be like, Hey, I'm the greatest alive. Hey, I'm like, you know, Tupac in his prime or whatever it is that it's like, Hey, how about this? How about you go out there and you prove it? And I think it's like one of those things when you can have a body of work and a resume that speaks for itself. That's what matters. A hundred percent, Matt. So, um, I'm going to shoot in with a little bit of a quick fire round. I'm just going to ask you some questions. You give me some answers. Cool, man. 
Okay, first question. Dogs or cats? Dogs. My man. Uh, <laughs> burgers or steaks? Steaks. Yes. Uh, NWA or Championship Wrestling from Hollywood? NWA. Yes, boy. Uh, would you rather fight 10 duck-sized chickens or 10 chicken-sized ducks? Dude, I got the, a similar question recently. Um, it's a very so duck-sized chickens or chicken-sized ducks? Uh, I think it was like then that one. It was like a hundred horse-sized, whatever. Sorry, um, <laughs> ten duck-sized chickens or ten chicken-sized ducks? Uh, whew, man, I wish I had a duck and a chicken here so that I could like <laughs> compare them. But but I think. I think that the chickens are less aggressive. I think that I could take the chickens out easier, but my warrior spirit means that I have to challenge the ducks. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I agree. I feel like ducks would like just even have to say to you, be like, okay, we're fighting. And chickens, we have to like, like aggravate <laughs> them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you're taking out the first one or two chickens before like the other eight even swarm on you. <laughs> Exactly. Like people, people think ducks are great, but if you don't feel bad at them, then they will attack you. Well, they're uh, dicks. Ducks are dicks. Man. <laughs> Such dicks. <laughs> that's that. That's just cancel ducks. That's just cancel ducks in this podcast. Let's just do that. Ducks are dicks. Yeah, that's the next order of business. Ducks are officially canceled. <laughs> so, uh, favorite movie ever. Uh, old boy, it's a South Korean flick that's really twisted and about revenge. It's great. Nice. Uh, biggest pet peeve in wrestling? Uh, whew. That's a good question. Um, people who don't respect the goddamn business. <laughs> I love the voice you did that in. <laughs> that's the only voice you can... When you're talking about respecting the goddamn business, you kind of have to change your voice a little bit. These new generation people don't know how to do a match. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jim Cornette's a prick, but that's a different story. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, and finally, if you want to wrestle, what would you be doing? Oh, man. Playing with my putt all day. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> There's nothing else you can say to that, my friend. <laughs> True. Okay. So, um... oh my god. Um. Right. So... So one, one final question, my yeah. wonder, wonderful friend. Um, if there was going to be a fifth member of Strictly Business, who would you like to see brought into the group? Oh, man. Um, you know, I think we're perfect as is. I don't think uh, we need a fifth member. Mm-hmm. Although I guess if, if we wanted to upgrade Steiner from uh, a temporary member to a permanent member, I think that would be a great addition. Dude, that'd be so cool. Yeah. You ever yeah, see, absolutely. You ever see a clip of Steiner explaining how, his, um, how he's going to win his matches? So you got a 20% chance of winning, but then... 
Yeah, the uh, the Steiner the Steiner match is always uh, is always great, dude. Scott Steiner, just an icon of wrestling. Absolutely. So yeah, um, one more time, I just want to say uh, thank you so much for doing this. It honestly means the world to me. And yeah, man, it was a super super fun podcast, man. I, I had a blast, man. I it whizzed right by, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, some people get to listen to it and get some entertainment out of it. I think this is a fun one. If uh, they want to follow me at Royce Isaacs on Instagram at Royce Isaacs on Twitter, uh, I try to be as entertaining as possible. And hopefully you're all uh, out there trucking and getting through these tough times. Thanks, man. Have a, have a great day. Uh, if you see a duck, avoid it, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, either, either avoid it or first thing is just right, right hand, overhand, right haymaker. You know what I mean? hundred <laughs> percent. Just, 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 just <laughs> pile drive the fuck out of that thing. There you go, baby. Thanks so much, Damien. No problem, man. See you later. Have a great day. Later, man. Bye.